This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's community access station, Plains FM. Rachel Hazelden and today on Women's Lives, Women's Stories, I'm speaking to Stephanie Beck, local singer and songwriter. Stephanie and Michelle Ducray have organised a local ladies' night of musicians at Wonderbar in Littleton, February, 26th of February. Kia ora, Stephanie. Hi, Rachel. It's so exciting to be here with you today. Thank you. Tell me how this came about. Well, actually, Michelle and I, so we're both local female artists, and um, we actually go to a lot of events that kind of support artists in managing their own music careers, and, mm. which is quite a big thing these days to be a self-managed artist. And Michelle and I were talking about how it would be cool if we had an all-female lineup show just supporting and promoting the amazing talent Definitely. that's in our own backyard because there isn't always the opportunity or the chance to have that. And um, what really was the icing on the cake was um, this new promoter, I can't, sorry, I can't remember the name of the ticket agency, but they are doing this big show called Peachy Keen in April that's got an amazing lineup of New Zealand musicians such as Bene, um, Lady Hawk, Jen Wigmore, and there was an all-female lineup. Are they a New Zealand provider? Yes. 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 Yeah. And, um, and that was like, why don't we do something like that here in Christchurch mm. with our own locals? And so that just kind of just kept fueling the fire, and Michelle and I, let's do it. And so then we just started reaching out to some of our local sisters, really, in the community and said, hey, this is what we're doing, and we would love for you to be involved with it. And we just got such high interest in it that we actually kind of had to pick and choose who could be in it. Mm. It was actually quite incredible how many people supported it and wanted to promote it and be a part of it. And even such as this show, you know, wanting to promote this awesome Definitely. initiative, which when has I been heard so it, incredible. I was like, yes, I'm in. I'm there. I'm coming along. <laughs> who can I, I talk know. to? Yes, yes. So we're so excited about that. And well, and also to have you there as well, of course, which is going to be great. But it's just, it's, you know, not saying that, you know, one type of musician is better than the other, but it's just giving more opportunity for our amazing f local females because there's a lot of us mm. and we don't always get the recognition, Yeah, that, you know? Yeah. We I think it's pretty well established there is sexism in the music industry. Unfortunately, yes. And that's not just the music industry. Yeah. It's a lot of industries and it's yeah. like, you know, now it's just... Sport. Yeah. yeah, it's let's let's break down the barriers. There's equality. We're all good enough as each other, you know, go, as good as each other. Mm. Um, and it, let's support each other and let's have more balance. Mm. Um, and there's nothing like saying, like, if you want an opportunity, create it. You know, if you want to do something, create it for yourself. And that's what me and Michelle did. We were like, let's do this. Mm. And um, it's just been a snowball ever since. Did you know developing. Michelle beforehand? I had met her only in September. Uh, last year, and we were both performing at an, a, a, a similar, uh, the Bog Factor. We were doing that together, and we met, and we just clicked. Mm. I kind of find that um, 
female musicians, the ones that I've been blessed to encounter, have always been super supportive. Or like, hey, if you have any questions about this, you know, this is I'm happy to help you, and yeah. like super supportive, yeah. which is so nice. I don't know what the guys do if they talk to each other and. and you know, support each other or what they do. But I just love that about us, you know, sisters, I'll call us, is that we, we help each other. Yeah. You know? It sounds like it's coming from an environment of abundance and um, we each win. We all yeah. win together. It's a win-win. We, we build each other up. Mm-hmm. It's not a competitive environment. No. Yeah. It doesn't need to be because there's enough space yeah. for all of us, yeah. really. My background is psychology, and I remember someone saying to me recently about in the short term, like in business, in the mm-hmm. short term, when people compete, they might do better initially. Mm. But in the long term, uh, it affects your reputation. People are less likely to work with you. Or work with um, you again. And that actually collaboration works out in the end. Mm. It, might not, it might be you know, looking at five-year perspective, mm. but it actually does work out. I completely agree with that because, um, I mean, being a self-managed artist myself, if I try to do every single thing by myself, it can be lonely. It's hard. Um, yeah, I do do a lot about myself, but it really makes a huge difference having other artists that I can relate to, connect to, and work with. Mm. Collaboration is mm. such a huge thing. I would recommend to any Musician, singer, songwriter, as yeah. getting themselves started. Collaborate. Any creative, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Any creative, collaborate as much as you can because two minds are always better than one. Yeah, yeah. And it gets you thinking in different yeah. ways too. Yeah. Mm. I'm reading my friend's thesis as she gets to the end of the process at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's always someone else sees things that you don't see. Uh, any document is better with several eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to do. It's so interesting because, uh, yeah, as you said, like we may read the same thing, but I'll get something else and you'll get something. And then together, like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. Perspective and another additional eyes on things is just yeah. enlightening. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually been to the Wonder Bar before. What's it like as a venue? Oh, it is such a cool, weird like 70s kind of vibe um it's it's very cool i love the logo that the wonder bar has on the website the coolest weirdest venue in all of new zealand is basically what they say and that's them to a t it's just this cool it's cool space the sound system they have in there and the acoustics just oh everything just feeds on each other it's it's one of our like gems for a venue in the south island for sure yeah yeah and what has it been like um, because you've been, you grew up here from schooling here. Mm. Uh, what's it like as a city and the impact of the earthquakes for the music scene? Well, it's been quite interesting because, um, as you can tell, I have a bit of an accent. So mm. I was born and raised in the states, but I've been here in New Zealand for fourteen years, so a very long time. I'm I'm basically Kiwi. I'll claim that. Um, but uh, so I started my music career here. And I even started in high school in a high school band at um, Christchurch Girls High. Um, and, like, there has always been, like, some opportunities, but um, kind of budding up as a budding artist when I was starting out, a lot of people were saying there's no opportunities in Christchurch. There's no way you'll make it in the music industry unless you move to Auckland. And I kind of didn't really like that, to mm. be honest, because I was like, well, this is my home. I love mm. it here, and my family's here, and 
my life is here mm. and like my fans are growing here and like obviously I want to have fans everywhere and connect with people everywhere but um I just didn't think that that was fair to be honest but since the earthquake um obviously it's taken our city a couple of years to kind of repair rebuild itself and actually like spaces and venues yeah like uh, the, it kind of created a space now for things to emerge new spaces new way of thinking um actually putting christchurch on the map and kind of since then over the years i would say there's a lot of amazing talent that's really rise from the ashes and that's actually being able to be noticed now um and i mean even with covid last year i mean we're blessed to be probably one of the only countries there may be a couple more i don't actually know but we definitely for sure are a country that can still have live performances mm -hmm. and so our music scene is actually able to thrive on that and well when we were in during lockdown um live stream concerts became a big thing and so i found i was doing it. everyone was doing it and i even collaborated with artists in auckland that i hadn't met before but we were just all online kind of feels weird but like and then you you're performing to like hundreds of people but from a screen <laughs> it's just it was just different but it was kind of cool like you knew they were there because they were messaging you and so you kind of would talk to them but it's just a different world now and the barriers i feel like even from the earthquake for new zealand and then now covid i feel like the national and international barriers are really starting to come down and anyone can connect anywhere in the world um via technology mm, which mm. is really cool it's almost mind-boggling now how many opportunities there are mm. which is amazing and you're clearly someone who loves to connect yeah <laughs> what what did you learn most about connecting in new ways through after covid or well not after during well, yeah during i guess because we're still in or it. the effect of it i guess from a connection point of view of having a more deeper connection with people and being willing to open up even more because um I'm not sure if it was just how I've kind of been raised or a personality thing or even just a woman thing of being a little reserved about your own emotions and being careful of what you let people see of you and yourself because it can be vulnerable sometimes but I I kind of just realized that it actually doesn't matter and you can really connect so much more with people when you actually let people in yeah so I, in a I'm in my 40s now. That's one of the best <laughs> things about getting older, caring but, less what people think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 just caring about what you think, yeah. and like actually, I mean, like you're like a great person, and it's not in a vanity kind of way, but it's like a self love, a self respect kind mm. of way, um, which I think all of us hopefully will come to that realization for ourselves because it's so empowering mm. um, when you stop caring so much about yeah. what other people think or say because not everyone's going to always agree with you and but that's okay yeah you know um, but yeah as I said like connecting more on a deeper level with people which actually feels better mm. you know mm. more genuine mm. Mm. it's soul food yeah soul music too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you do work, you've got a double life. You yes. also work in construction, <laughs> health and safety. Yes, I I love my double life. So yes, during the day, I'm a health and safety manager for a commercial construction company, and I get to work with amazing people and make a huge contribution um, to, well, not only our city and the, you know, the rebuild and helping people, I guess, look after themselves better so that they can have better lives and return home to their families. Mm. Like, if you really think about it, that's what kind of brought me into that. Um, 
profession is the wanting to help people. And then by night, I'm a singer-songwriter, and so I, I'm performing live, writing music, I'm connecting in all sorts of ways. And But I love it. My life is busy, <laughs> but it's so great. It's mine, you mm-hmm. know. Then this is how I do it, and I love both of my careers. And you don't have to just be one thing mm. these days you don't mm. have to just be one person one mm. side but you can if that's what you want but mm. that's kind of the nice thing about the flexibility in our day and age is you can be what you want to be mm. i remember thinking in my 20s like ha- looking ahead and thinking how much of my life i'd be working mm. and that i wanted to enjoy that work yeah you know no job's perfect no job doesn't have challenges yes but but uh the bulk of your life if you were just living for the weekend or just working to then have other things in life Mm. just seemed like a very unsatisfying approach it's not enough Mm. and like sadly a lot of people do live that way Mm. um and i mean i think an an important thing to realize as well is that you're not going to always be in that dream job but it also is your mindset and how you look at the job like it could be like I'm just here for this moment in my life Mm. while I'm working towards my next moment, Mm. you know, um, rather than be like, oh, this is going to be my life. Yeah. This is awful. Actually, no, it's only a short period of time. This is what you're doing. Learn what you need to from here and then move on. Absolutely. There's times I've struggled with my mental health and sometimes, some days it's like just the next five minutes, just this task Mm. because it always passes eventually. Yeah. It does. And, um, and I also kind of, I guess, something I train myself because definitely I've had some so hard jobs and some hard moments where you're kind of like, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to quit. But um, like, you know, just kind of giving yourself some time to cool down and then approach it fresh in the morning. But actually, yesterday wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm actually good. The yeah. moment's passed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Keeping a grand scheme of things perspective. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a bit more about the event and... Um, uh, what had you choose the artist you chose and yeah about it. oh yeah so we were kind of looking for a real dynamic mix to really showcase some of the amazing talent we've got to offer here in Christchurch so we've got um, Joanna Kino R&B and hip hop we've got Michelle Ducre who's pop artist we've got uh, Madeline Howard who is also like a pop folk artist and we've got yippee skippy rosa which is like an alternative um pop synth kind of thing going she's got a lot of things going percussion wise um karen mara who is an, an emerging pop artist as well um courtney allison who is a folk acoustic singer songwriter and then myself for pop country so we really got a good mix and it's going to be such an interesting um fun night you know local ladies night all coming together having fun having a sing showcasing our talent and then we do have a little special item at the end but i won't go into much because you have to come to the show to see that (laughs) but um yeah just kind of all in just unity of um showing by doing um our support of each other in the industry yeah will you have other musicians with you is everyone um there will be a couple extra ones as well um on the night and so i know like for instance karen karen um, mara has 
uh, Lisa Baxter featuring with featuring with her, and then we do have a couple other instrumentalists that will be joining. So, not not full band, but we've definitely we've got enough uh, musicians in the room to <laughs> yeah. to yeah. light it up. I'm so looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just taking a chance to hear more about your influences in music and in life. Oh, sure. And um, I know I heard an interview where your dad had passed away and mm. he was one of your key champions, supporters, mm. cheerleaders. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. My dad was the best dad anyone could ever ask for. Um, and he still is. I still believe he's there somewhere and I'll see him again one day. But um, my whole life, he always was so supportive of everything that I did. And I know that he was always proud of me, um, even when I messed up, you know. Um, but he would always play. He loved music so much. and uh, He was tone deaf. <laughs> um, yeah. And he couldn't play any instruments, but he loved listening to music. My grandmother was like that. Mm. So he was truly tone deaf. He, oh, yeah. he, it was awful. Yeah. I have a couple recordings. Like, <laughs> I would do home recordings, and he would just, like, burst in the room and go like ma 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 like you know he would just like do some silly kind of sounds I'm like dad that's so bad please stop <laughs> you know um but uh, so but 80s and 90s music was his jam and so whenever we would drive anywhere he would you know be playing his music and he would love to like you know guess that tune basically he'd be like all right what's the name of this song and who sang it? And I'd be like, oh, okay, i got to figure this out. And most of the time, like, eventually, later on in my life, I knew them all. Yeah. Um, because we played it all the time, and it was just so fun. That was, like, me and my dad's thing. Um, you know, and we'd always share songs with each other. And then when I was in high school, I started to learn how to play guitar. And then I actually started teaching my dad how to play guitar. Cause oh, we wow. So we would have little jam sessions after school. And uh, it just kind of felt a little funny that I was teaching my dad. Because I was like, Dad, why don't you yeah. teach me? But that's just how it went. But it was fun. And um, he kind of had um, arthritis a little bit from his construction job. So his fingers was kind of hard for him to play. But he still tried. But, yeah, no. So he was always so supportive and proud of my music. And he would be at every show. My mom still comes to every show. Yeah. Um, she doesn't miss one. Yeah. And it's just been so nice to be loved and supported that way by my parents and like Beautiful. they didn't care if I became a health and safety manager or not they just wanted me to do what I wanted to do yeah. um, and that's kind of funny with my dad as well influencing um, my construction career because to be honest um, I got into construction after he passed away and he my whole life he was a carpenter Mm. Um, always working in construction and um, he would always actually take me and my siblings on site and we would you know walk around and he'd be like look at this beautiful thing that I did but you know back in the day when kids could probably still come on site like nowadays I would never let that happen you know but uh, just because of all the health and safety items you have to be considerate well I guess yeah, yeah. anyways we won't go too much to that but um, you know and he was always so proud of it and um, I just found after he passed away I kind of just naturally went into it without even thinking mm. about it and then it wasn't until I was there that I realized like I'm here because of him mm -hmm. like mm. because I'm close to him mm. every day when I'm working in construction because yeah. that was his life you yeah. know and um, my work colleagues remind me of him they yeah. even smell like him with the yeah. sawdust you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds weird but that sawdust smell that was my dad yeah it's a beautiful connection yeah yeah and it's yeah. kind of funny because sometimes you don't realize in life that you gravitate towards certain things 
mm-hmm. because of certain connections until like later on you actually think about it and you're like oh mm-hmm. that's why the layers that influence us are fascinating yeah. oh they are yeah. so incredible and my mm-hmm. ears picked up when you said you'd been you grew up originally in Portland yes. and I've been to Portland several times and I love oh, it as a city isn't it great the design of it and the layout and the rose gardens oh I know and isn't it Portland that has that massive bookstore that's a whole block Powell's <gasps> bookstore it's the most incredible Human. place ever it's so cool it's yeah. such a fun city yeah. and I mean what do you think that is about Portland what is it that um, well, you know, developed that way. Uh, ooh, that's a good question because it's it's just so alternative. Mm. And um, like, I mean, Portland's logo is keep Portland weird. Like that's ah. what their logo is. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, I should have got a uh, magnet when I was at the airport. We've come time. back to um, the Wonder Bar. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's actually funny because a lot of Americans that have come from Oregon, specifically Portland, Oregon, to here, and then vice versa, um, New Zealanders have gone to Oregon, yeah. both say the same thing, that Oregon is the New Zealand of the United States yeah. because it's quite similar in layout. Um, Portland is literally a yeah. amplified Wellington. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I was like, I could live there when I visited. I was like, absolutely, I could live there. Maybe one day I'll go back, you know, um, and experience the the music scene a little bit more over there but I just love New Zealand so much (laughs) I'm kind of getting a little stuck here well not stuck here but settled here but I would love to go back and visit more often for sure but that might not happen for a couple years (laughs) but I'm hopeful it will again yeah yeah we're gonna finish the show with your beautiful song I have a dream and that was influenced by Martin Luther King's speech yeah yeah that's yeah, beautiful. It was. And, yeah. um, you know, just the, the dream that one day everyone will be equal and we'll be able to yeah. love and accept each other and yeah. give each other the space to be who we really are. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So come along to the concert. And yes. the tickets can be got from? Under the radar. So um, pre-sales are $15 and then ticket there will be tickets at the door as well for 20 and the doors open at 6.30. So we hope to see you there on Friday the 26th of February. It's going to be a great night. One for the books. (laughs) Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Rachel. It's been great.
Love.